Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where a real statistics professor and his cousin gives you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides. For the latest updates, information, and picks, you can follow me on Twitter at Professor Sides. You can follow my cousin on Twitter at Cousin Jared. This college football episode covers select games from week four of the 2022 season. I can't believe we're in week four already. Um, also, if yeah. you're new here, I built a mathematical model that predicts what the spread should be for every FBS college football game and information along with each team's power rating and a graded A, B, or C pick either now or coming later for every game is available in the Google Sheet that is linked in the show's description. That doesn't mean we recommend you do the same as our goal this episode is to share key information about this week's games, give you a few things to think on, and explain why certain plays are being made in order for you to come up with picks that you are comfortable with. We never recommend blindly tailing or fading any pick, but rather to hear the justifications and thought processes to make sure you're fully on board with us or against us before investing your hard-earned money. And as we go through the plays, remember that there are no locks in gambling, so we'll all give you our loves, likes, and links to indicate my confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. Because Jared will also be utilizing a weighted unit scale this college football season. And as always, please remember that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to see it be profitable every week, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Because uh, Jared, I, I feel like I had a lot of bad luck this week. Yep. And it's still not that profitable. Yep. So I was very, I was very pleased to be profitable. And I, yep. I felt like I felt like I had like two games kind of luckily go my way, and I had about eight that didn't. Um, yeah. including all of the like almost back doors that like that didn't happen. Like I was yeah. on the like, can I get one at like Notre Dame would have been the stupidest back door ever. Yes. And, yes. Picked, and of course, as it happens, I'm like, I don't know if he was down or not, but I'm like, that would have been amazing, you know? Not, and not to get, before that too. Not not to get too technical, but I think the stupidest back door ever was Clemson against Florida State last year. Um, that was I got got Clemson to cover, but that's maybe I was on Florida yeah. State, and so that may, that may just, have been just, one of the genesises of talking me out of Clemson, and and I I failed, yeah. and you won, and I lost. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, we started off a, a fun string off of Clemson, but uh, yeah, yeah uh, it, it was it was another fun week. I mean, uh, as you mentioned last, you know, Speak last week, it was a fun week for some people here. <laughs> It was a fun. Hey, you, you went to a game and saw your alma mater win. That is that is true. That is true. And and I have to say, for uh, losing a play like I did Purdue, I have to say, like they gave it their all to lose that. Oh game. Yeah, yeah. That that was like uh, of all the things I saw this weekend, that game, them losing it, it all the ways, all the specific things they had to do to yeah. give that game away well, was very impressive. Yeah, we we talked about that on, on the Discord. It was like they had to do this and this and this and this, or they yes. could have done that instead and this and the, or this and this yeah. and. And it, yeah. yeah, that one was really impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah the, and the uh, if, if you're with us on on Patreon, I uh, had four college football plays today, one for each time slot. Went three and one in those. Nice. Uh, and then I gave out at the end. I said, "Hey, if it's it's a good day, maybe tease A and M. Excuse me, tease Miami up to twelve and a half in the under." And I said, "I don't really like teasers in general, but like a low scoring game like that, get a lot of points makes a lot of yeah. sense." And sure enough, that was never in doubt because neither team decided that scoring points was what they wanted to do, which we kind of saw coming. Yeah, definitely you know? not A&M. They, they were not interested in the points. I, I can tell my, you that my, Miami, I think had just had some general problem. Miami moved the ball, but like they, they stalled out a lot. A&M was just like, and, and this, they had a missed goal. Yep. Had a missed yep. field goal and the blocked field goal. And either one of those yep. would have covered the Miami play as well. So yep. uh, 
Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough about last week. We got a lot of games to talk about <laughs> this week. Uh, some reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you are yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free and the only way, assuming you turn notifications on, to ensure you don't miss any college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. And I mentioned that Patreon page. If you're looking to support the show, membership starts at just $3 per month. That gets you the play of the day and the play of the time slot for all the college football stuff. We've got different tiers. Uh, we've got a if you, if, if you do a little more than that, you can be part of our Discord group. You can get ad-free shows, early access to the shows, early access to the projected spreads. And my goodness, there were a ton of them this week that yes. I took some notes on that if you had those early spreads, you got in front of some key numbers that were – they've only moved one point, but they moved on the other side of some key numbers. I'm going to talk about it yeah. this week and point out and be like, hey – if you had the early spreads, you'd have had some much better numbers here. Yep. A lot of them this week. I feel like, there are, I feel like every week there's a lot of them. Uh, this yep. week there definitely were a lot more. Uh, but we'll get to those games here right away. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. And current as of the time of this recording, it is late night, Sunday night, September 18th, when we're getting going. We're going to start off with one of the weekday games, Friday night, Virginia at Syracuse. Uh, Cousin Jared, Virginia – I we talked about them on the season preview episode. I, I we think did. we had higher hopes. We were we were down on Virginia, but yet we had higher hopes for them being more fun, better offense, yes. and they yes. really struggled this year. That I mean, and again, if you were with us in the Discord, I, I said, "Welcome to my TED Talk." Uh, how did Tony Yelly break Brennan Armstrong? Because yeah. I am kind of at a loss as, as to yeah. what has happened with with that Virginia offense. And, and what we mentioned during the the season's preview was that we thought it was going to be really tough for them to win games when they were in a shootout every week. But it's been the exact opposite. They've been in a rock fight every single week, and, and you know, which the, is I, even worse. Yeah, which yeah, and, and I specifically. At, at at least in a shootout, it's like, hey, if we get the ball last, we got a good offense. But now they're in a rock fight. It's it just doesn't play to their strengths at all. I don't, it, I don't know exactly. what their strengths are at this point. <laughs> it, it, exactly, and that's kind of where we were going with this. Was even if um, you know Virginia doesn't have a great season, they're going to be scoring a lot of points. It's going to be a lot of entertaining games, and their games have been anything but entertaining. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is just the exact opposite of what I expected from this team. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Model makes this game at Syracuse on a Friday night against Syracuse, one of the bigger home field advantages. Wonky travel to get there. Friday night, it's even weirder. It's not built in the model, but I feel like you got to give them like an extra half point for the Friday night games. Yes. Yeah. Uh, model says Syracuse by 13 on this one. I'm laying the nine and a half. I want to get out ahead of this one early before it gets into the double digits. I never know where the line's going to go, but it should be double digits. Virginia's bad, and as people realize it, you yep. got to back Syracuse at this spot. Nine and a half is a fantastic number. It's an A-grade play for me. A total of 54, and I just don't – Syracuse is very solid. A model has them ranked 44th. Uh, they didn't really play well for the first half against Purdue, but you saw them get going there in the second half, and that game yeah. – became a little more entertaining. Uh, Purdue, I think, is much better than Virginia at this point. So I don't see Syracuse yeah. having any problem uh, with the Cavaliers. I'm laying the nine and a half acre play for me. Cousin Jared, what do you got? I am also laying nine and a half points with Syracuse. I, I don't know in the history of this show if I've ever backed Syracuse. Uh, they're just a team that I never <laughs> feel like I have a good feel yeah. on. I never have a good feeling when I, when I back them. But man, uh, what I have seen from Virginia, I, I really am, am that down on them. I just don't see them scoring more than, you know, 17 points or 14 points yeah. or something like that. And, and probably the most interesting thing about this game is one reason that Syracuse has turned around. Their offense is a little more consistent this season. And guess who the offensive coordinator is for Syracuse? It was the same guy who was the offensive coordinator for Virginia last year. Who was it, some, for, for some reason let go? Uh, it makes Malcolm you wonder. 
about yes. what's going on here. I mean, you know, yes. it's, it's, yeah. it's inexplicable. So uh, I think there yeah. might be a lot of uh, Virginia offensive players looking over to the Syracuse sideline and thinking about what might have been uh, if yeah. things hadn't changed. So uh, I'm laying the nine and a half points to Syracuse. I just don't see how Virginia scores enough to, to stay within that number. Yeah, absolutely. Model has Virginia down ranked 82nd. And again, we were down wow. on them, but I mean, that's, yeah. it's been bad. And I, I don't, again, why, I, I've seen more of their games than I care to admit at this point, And it's not yeah. fun. Yeah. It's no, not, they're no. just, they're really struggling. Yeah. Uh, they, they eked out that win against Old Dominion, but I mean, they really did not deserve the win. And, or yeah. it, it, if, even if they did, Old Dominion is not a very good football team. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know what I'll say there is about Virginia. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and guess Virginia Tech and Virginia don't schedule Old Dominion for a while. I would hope I would hope not. Yeah. Uh, but we talked about that though too, right? Is scheduling smaller yeah. school that can be a little frisky. That's not great, but not terrible. You know, in-state yeah. rivalry thing, not a smart idea, right? Nope. Nope. Same thing with App State. I mean, maybe App State, maybe out of state too. It doesn't really matter which you travel no. to for them. Yeah. Um, to the Saturday games at noon Eastern, South Florida at Louisville. Uh, another game here that I, I want to get out early on. Louisville's a 13.5-point favorite. Model says it should be uh, on the other side of 14. It's a B-grade pick. I want to lock in the 13.5 before it goes to 14. I'd like it at 13 better. Uh, but South Florida, you know, played well this weekend, and I backed them against Florida, and that worked out well, but... I feel like that was kind of their Super Bowl, and mm. I don't think going on the road now, I don't think it's going to go as well for them. Even despite that performance, the model style of South Florida ranked almost uh, at 100. So Louisville at 53 is just a much better team at home. Uh, and again, I think this should be more of a two-touchdown line. So I like it getting on this side of 14. Again, at 13, it's better, but 13 and a half is still a solid number. I'm going to lock that in. It's a B-grade play. Cousin Jerry, what do you got? So I feel like South Florida is the Syracuse of Florida. And, and I, I and I mean that because fair, like, fair. they have their games where they just don't show up. And then they have the games where they play really well when they ha- have no business doing so. Uh, like last week against Florida. Then you go yeah. back to the beginning of the season. They just, you know, didn't show up for the first half against BYU. Uh, I think yeah. back many seasons where South Florida, especially with like, you know, big in-state games like Central Florida or whatever, they, they've played really, really tough in those games kind of when yeah. they were, uh, uh, you know, a much lesser talented team. Uh, this is one of those things where I just don't trust Louisville at this point. Not not that they won't win the game. I think they will win the game. But, you know, the offense struggled the first couple of weeks of the season. Uh, then the defense disappeared uh, against Florida State. I, I, I just don't feel – like I know at it. times at, at, I, I, am I the only one watching Louisville, Florida state? And I feel like the first quarter, quarter and a half was a very different football game than the next quarter, quarter and a half. And then we got yes. towards the last quarter, quarter and a half. And it was like, Oh, now we're back to the first game again. I mean, that was the yeah. weirdest game. It, it, Just it, whiplash. it was, I, I had the under and I, I thought, you know, Florida state's got the backup quarterback coming in, you know, and there, there might be some I mean, hope here. Well, it was, it was dead, completely dead. And then it was yeah. like, you had all the, the turnovers and then the back. Yeah. And it was like, Oh no, now there's life. And then all of a sudden, in a drop of a hat, it was dead again. Yeah. yeah. So I just don't feel like I know what I'm getting with Louisville uh, here. So I this this line feels about right to me, but I, I just I just don't trust Louisville. And I'm glad the model can see something because my eyes, you know, I'm not identifying anything valuable with Louisville right yeah. now. Yeah. And for me, a lot of it is just the, the good number here at 13 and a half. I think it has value at 14 and a half. I think it has yeah. no value. I think uh, Louisville, the most likely scenario is winning by 14. Uh, my final thought on this game is anytime I see the model on a side and then it wins and then it's against them the next week, I feel mm-hmm. like yeah. it's seeing the things and rating the teams in a, in a, in a really well 
manner. Um, and that it's just mm-hmm. telling us that the numbers are off. And so had we backed South Florida last week and lost, or had we faded them last week, maybe a little bit different, but given that we were on South Florida right. and that one, now it's saying to fade them, uh, Again, I'm like you with you. Uh, the only difference, of course, with your comparison to Syracuse is Syracuse is a little better. I think South Florida yeah. now is what Syracuse was a few years ago, five years ago, whatever, right, where they right. were, where they were a lot worse. But uh, yeah. obviously, Syracuse now again half decent, which is yeah. And kudos to, to Dino Babers for pulling that off in, yeah. in that location. Yeah. Um, Eastern Clemson at Wake Forest. Uh, there were lots of questions to be had about why the model was backing Liberty against Wake Forest last weekend. And um, I, I don't know where those doubters yeah. are now. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. Wake Forest is a, is a, just a very puzzling team. I feel like yeah. they've got, we talked about it, right? The, the defense can struggle. The offense can score in the drop of a hat, but if things don't go right for that offense and they start stalling, it, it, then it, it, it reminds me of the the Baylor as a Baylor fan, the Baylor teams from um, what maybe about 10 years ago where the offense was really good, but occasionally if the offense stalled out, that defense wasn't good enough. It was on the field a lot and things yeah. just spiral. And that felt like kind of what happened against Liberty. I think it's going to be really bad against Clemson. I just don't think there's the talent to match up with Clemson. Clemson, again, talk about flip-flopping on these teams and being on the right sides of it. It worked, you know, faded Clemson last week. Clemson kind of a, of a look ahead spot or just a lazy kind of like, there's just no need to go out there and destroy Louisiana tech. Got the cover with Louisiana tech was way too many points, but now Clemson facing a little bit better of a team showing up a little more focus. I just think they can roll all over wake forest. I love this at seven at seven and a half. It's a whole lot of a different story. I'd, I'd love it even more at six. I don't know why it would go to six right. uh, So at seven. I'm very comfortable playing it at seven and a half. I feel like Clemson, the two most likely scenarios are they won by seven or 10. And so I, I want the push protection on the seven model says 9.6. So again, all about the number here. I'm locking in the right. seven early in the week. If it goes to six, oh, well, but if it goes up to seven and a half, eight, nine, kind of some of those deadish numbers, that's where I assume it will land in the end uh, that we've got ourselves a good number here, locking in the push protection on seven uh, total is 57. Cause Jared, what do you got first on this one? I want to ask you, just with, without looking at the st- statistics, just what your eyes have seen and everything, which, what you've consumed so far this season, do you feel like Clemson's offense is, is better or you know, a little better, a little worse than, than it was last year, kind of relative to last year? Where do you think Clemson's offense is at? Honestly, I think it's about the same. I think okay. uh, last year there were – it started off kind of slow. It got a little better. It was kind of up and down. There were kind of signs of mediocrity, but there were signs of struggle. And I kind of feel the same right. way this year. It's like they have moments where they look competent and then they have moments where they struggle. They struggled against uh, whoever that was two weeks ago. Um, but they put up a lot of points against Louisiana Tech. Yeah. Louisiana yeah. Tech's defense isn't that good, so I don't really yeah. think that means a whole lot. I would say – go go ahead. No, I was just saying, I, I would say their offense is probably closer to end of season last year at this point than beginning of season, but I don't yeah. think their offense is good at this point. I, I, but we talked about with Clemson, their offense doesn't need to be good. It just needs to be average. And yeah. I feel like they're closer to average than bad right now, just based off what I see with my eyeballs. Yeah. Well, what, so what I, what I would say about Wake Forest is two weeks ago when uh, Sam Hartman came back against Vanderbilt, we learned that, hey, Sam Hartman is still good. I'd say yep. what we learned against Liberty last week, uh, Wake Forest defense, still not very still, good. Still not very good. 
And, and last year, the Clemson team from last year um, put up 543 yards against Wake Forest. There were 75 points in, in the Wake Forest Clemson game at the end of the season last year. Oh, wow. Why is this total 57 people? Like, <laughs> I, I have no idea what's going on here. I feel like Wake Forest is good for like 21, 24, 27 points somewhere in their that team, area. Their team total would be 25. Yeah, that okay, that feels perfectly right. And I feel like Clemson's gonna put up like at least 35 points. And so I think yeah. this is gonna go way over again. 75 points in this game last year. I just don't see how Wake Forest is gonna be able to I I think Clemson's gonna score points. Maybe they'll slow them down once in a while, just because Clemson will find a way to get in their own way on, on offense. But I still think they're gonna put up plenty of points. And don't don't get me wrong, Clemson defense is amazing, but Sam Hartman's going to find a way to put up at least 20, 23, 27 points, something like that. So give me the over 57. I can't believe this isn't at 58. I mean, honestly, I would have set the total probably like 61 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But the fact that this is below 58 just seems crazy to me. So uh, give me the over here. And I, I love it over 57. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think I think there's two really good plays to make on this game. Uh, kind of like you were saying, also implying kind of Clemson winning about more like ten, which is what the yeah. model says. And, and, and I t I tend to agree. I think we saw Louisiana Tech score some points off Clemson. Wake Forest is, and a part of that was where they really trying playing prevent defense, et cetera. But Wake Forest mm -hmm. offense is much better. Wake Forest is going to score some points. But I, I'm with you. We saw Liberty last week. Mm -hmm. Clemson is going to score some points too. That Wake Forest defense is um, leaves a lot to be desired. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 devil's advocate to this is there were 75 points last year and is Wake Forest like, hey, we have to change up our game plan. But the problem is I don't think they can do anything different. If no, they were a no. team that could kind of play different styles, sure, you know, here, you know, control the ball, keep whatever. But yeah, yeah. I don't, they don't think they have another option. So it's like I'm yeah. thinking about, oh, well, maybe they're going to do something different. But I think that might actually go worse for them if they try to play different. Yeah, I, so I agree. They're going to have to try to get into a shootout. And yeah. I don't think it didn't work last year. I don't think it's going to work this year. Yeah. Uh, 2 p.m. Eastern, UMass and Temple. Uh, this is this is shockingly, shockingly not the worst game of the weekend. That that has to be based on Temple's performance against Rutgers uh, this this past weekend. That has but to be because. This weekend is Hawaii and New Mexico State. So oh, hang wow. on yeah. to your seats when we get to that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes, this is a very bad matchup, though. Uh, UMass and is third to worst, according to the model. Temple, not very good, but at least semi-competent at home. I'm locking this in at nine and a half. Same thing. I want to get it before it gets double digits. Model says 11.3. The two most likely outcomes for this game are 10 and 11. I want to be on the right side of both of them. Temple's not very good, but no. when a bad team has the opportunity to beat up on someone else, kind of make a quote-unquote statement, you know, have some feel-good extra scores or whatever, this is the time to do it. I think Temple wins mm -hmm. this by double digits. It's a B-grade pick for me. Only a B-grade, not an A-grade, simply because it's hard to trust Temple, <laughs> really, yeah, in general. Yeah. But I, my, my lack of faith in UMass is much higher than my lack of faith in Temple. Uh, I, I don't think people realize, and you can go check out the, the power ratings once those are uploaded in, uh, into the Google Sheet, the discrepancy it falls off really hard at the very bottom. And so the, the tenth worst team is way better than those bottom, you know, three, five yeah. teams are. And that's kind of what we're talking about here. Temple kind of being like the tenth worst team is actually it's actually a lot better uh, than yeah. the very bottom. So not a sexy game. Like we talk about you don't have to watch them to make the money. I'm not sure if you yeah. can watch this one. You wouldn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I they're think doing Temple's us, they're doing us a favor if we can't find this one. 
exactly. It's probably on ESPN Plus, though. Um, <laughs> I think I think Temple handles their business here. What's by double digits is a B great pick for me, uh, cousin Jared. Can you give us something fun on this one? Well, I mean, y'all know me. I'm always looking at the totals, right? And this is definitely a case of stoppable force versus movable objects mm-hmm. um, because Temple's offense, very, very bad. UMass's defense, very, very bad. Truly uh, terrible, yeah. Yeah, really, really bad. So I'm watching this total. I don't I don't know. Maybe I'll make a play. Honestly, like the, the I can't believe I'm saying this. I may play the over in a Temple game I'm- just because – I think Temple could score 31 points or, or, or something. Yes. And so, you know, can, can UMass get to 13 against Temple? Maybe, maybe, maybe Temple gets to 35. I, I don't know. Um, but man, UMass's defense is just so bad. Uh, you know, got to the window uh, a couple of weeks ago on over with them, had the, the, bad loss week one uh, where we went 20 minutes in the game without a score. That, that's all we needed to get to, at least a push on, on the over there. So uh, this is the total that, that I'm watching. I, I, I think I would lean towards the over just because UMass's defense is so bad. I think they can make, even make Temple's offense look competent for one day. It does make you wonder how bad Stony Brook is because UMass scored 20 points off of Stony Brook and only allowed three, uh, obviously. Yeah, well, you know, I I would match that with Temple only put up 350 yards against Lafayette um, earlier this year. So, you know, who's to say who's better? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, That's way too much time on that game. Uh, 3.30 Eastern. uh, Speaking of bad games, Florida International and Western Kentucky. uh, Florida International, uh, hello, basement. You are, congratulations, now the worst team in FBS football, according to the model. Western Kentucky, a whopping 27.5 point home favorite. Again, I think this is another case where people may not quite realize just how bad those bottom teams are and how much of a drop off there is. Model says it should be 31.5. So it's an A grade play for me on Western Kentucky. I'd really like 27, have that push protection on that number. But I think the most likely scenarios here, especially according to the model, 31, 32, 34, 35, 28 were winners in all of them. 27 is really the only number I'm concerned about. Western Kentucky should kick the crap out of FIU. They are terrible. Yeah. Um, A grade play for me lay in 27 and a half. There's really not much more to say than that other than Western Kentucky isn't that good. Uh, but you see that total of 66. They're going to put up a lot of points on FIU. And I don't trust FIU to hang in against anybody after what we've seen from them this year. Cousin Jared, what yep. you got? So two things for me on this one. Number one, I have to say I've been very impressed with Western Kentucky this season. Um, they, they they lost to Indiana there, but the fact that Western Kentucky can import a brand new team two years ago and then that team, Basically almost the entire away. team, go yeah. away and import an entire other team and still play at the level they can, go into a, a Power 5 team, yes, one of the bottom power five teams, but go in there and give them all they can possibly handle. Should have won the game. Should have won the game. I, I They had a I, higher than 50% win expectancy, I, which I think says more about what we talked about. I, I, the model said top, said pick them, said it should be a yeah. tie, and the game goes overtime. And I think that says more about Indiana than Western Kentucky. It, it does, but I'm, I'm still been impressed with Western Kentucky with what they've been able to do. So that that is one part of this. The other part of it is I, I think we need to have some sort of like commemorative pin shipped to FIU because is this going to be the first time we haven't had New Mexico State – UConn or UMass as as the bottom team in all of it, FBS. The first time in a, yes, in a long time for sure. 
Yeah, so that needs to be yeah. celebrated. So to celebrate that, congrats. Yeah, to celebrate that, I am laying all twenty-seven and a half points with wow. Western Kentucky in this one. And I do. I rarely lay numbers. This I was going to say, do I need to send you a commemorative pin? I don't know if I've ever seen you lay twenty-seven and a half points. I feel like on a principle, you're just like you're just like I don't care. It's just too big of a number, right? It's too big of a number, but not not in this case. I, I think, like you said, Western Kentucky may score like fifty-six in this game, and so you know yeah. who cares? Yeah. FIU's not going to be able to keep up. FIU got smoked by Texas State a couple of weeks ago, and Texas. The state is is also not good currently like the yes. 122nd worst team or something like that so yeah lay all the points of western kentucky people get this one before it gets to 28 yep absolutely uh 4 p.m eastern uh georgia tech and ucf georgia tech now in the um triple digits of the ratings into 106th wow yeah. uh they wow. I, um i i made comments specifically and I've, i try to highlight these numbers some of these really bad early lines a couple of weeks ago it was Mississippi State and Arizona. Last week it was Ole Miss and Georgia Tech, where I was like, this number is way yeah. too low, people. And sure enough, Georgia Tech is not a very good football team. I think there was a little bit of mirage of that first week that they they didn't play terrible against Clemson. I think that was just mm-hmm. a week one kind of thing. Weird, you know, playing on a, on a Monday or Sunday night, that sort of thing. But this Georgia Tech team is really bad. Uh, UCF is an 18-point favorite model, says it should be 22. Um UCF's been a little bit of a conundrum this year. This is more about Georgia Tech than UCF. Uh, mm-hmm. UCF is somewhere between solid and mediocre, and I don't know where they where they fall in there. I, I think we just need more yeah. data at this point because they've they've shown some promise and they've also shown some pretty pathetic football too for a team that we were expecting to be. You know. Again, top a top thirty team. Uh, yeah. Model has them thirty fourth right now, and they're just kind of taking that middle of the road approach. Again, I don't know what to make of UCF. I have complete faith though that Georgia Tech is just not a good football team. I'm gonna lay the eighteen with UCF. It's a B grade pick for me. Total is fifty seven. Again, model says twenty two, so most likely outcomes are twenty one and twenty four, and then eighteen gives us the push or twenty, right, which gives us the win. So. A lot of ways we can this one. A lot of points, but I still think it's okay to lay them, again, based off my lack of faith in Georgia Tech. Uh, Cousin Jordan, what do you got for us here? Played the under in the last UCF game. Got to the window with that one. My, kind of what I was thinking was is that UCF just hasn't been able to pass the ball at all this season. And so yeah, that was going to be a lot of running the ball, a lot of clock churning and everything. Well, they, I mean, it was only against Florida Atlantic, but they they kind of figured out the passing thing this week. They passed for 339 yards. They put up 650 yards uh, of offense. And Georgia Tech – might not be much better than Florida Atlantic no. is what no. I would say. Um, so I, I'm I'm not, not making much. a yeah I'm not making a play here. But this is one if it, I don't know like I don't know why it would get down to 17. If it did get down to 17 for some reason, maybe I would consider it then. Uh, but yeah, this is I'm I'm looking forward to see how UCF plays in this game because the first two games of the season weren't weren't anything to write home about. But if they put together two really good games in a row, uh, then maybe you can think, hey, maybe they have something for Cincinnati. Maybe they'll have something for you know SMU. I don't know if they're playing. Some year Houston out of the West, but you know, if they play one of those teams, uh, maybe they'll have something for you this year. The reason this isn't an A play, so some of these uh, I can kind of say like why it's not an A play, right? I talked about with Temple, right? It's not an A play, just I just you can only trust Temple so yeah, much. Temple, right? I think it's yeah. the right side, but it's Temple. Yeah. The reason this isn't an A play isn't the 17 18. I'm with you though, I like 17 more. The reason this isn't an A play, UCF's playing SMU next week. Mm. I don't know if it's a look ahead spot. I still want to be invested in UCF. I just, yeah. I just don't want to add that extra fifty percent involved, just because it could be a situation where if it's tight later, that they're just like, "Hey, get out of dodge with the win," you know? Yeah, knowing they have they have SMU next week. But I still, again, I still think it's a good side. It just, 
that knowing that I'm, I'm always a little bit leery when the next opponent is good. If it's a big number, if it's not a big number, it's not a big deal, but yeah, just with such a big number. Um, I, I will say you talk about Florida Atlantic and it's just Florida Atlantic. I completely agree, but it is important to note that if you have a dominating performance, even if it's a bad team, that does say something. You can't say yeah. it statistically. We have enough data that hundred percent, that that does mean something struggling against a bad team, uh, you know, struggling against a good team, is kind of comparable to doing okay against the bad team, but there's different rankings of ways to kind of figure all that out. And it was only for Atlantic, but I mean, it was good enough that it makes you go like, okay, that was some progress here. They did what yeah. they were supposed to do. Yep. And is that more of what we expect to see out of UCF? But they've just been so all over the map that again, like I said, yep. this play is just mostly about, I think Georgia Tech sticks. Yeah, there you go. All right. Uh, 4 p.m. Eastern Oregon at Washington state, you know, I, I, I kind of, I think I kind of mentioned it briefly with the BYU game, and, and I guess I didn't do enough, spend enough time on it. The, the, the fear I had, and again, we talked about this at the beginning, and I want to remind, right? You should be able to figure out how you're going to lose every play. If you can't think mm-hmm. about the way you're going to lose every play, you're not thinking hard enough, right? There are no mm-hmm. locks in gambling where yeah. the, the highest probability you have in any of these games is probably about 60% to cover. So <laughs> if you can't yeah. figure out the other 40%, you're not thinking. Um, the way we were going to lose that BYU Oregon game was uh, as a as a Baylor fan that we gifted Oregon that game by wearing the heck out of BYU. Um, yeah, yeah, all those runs that the Baylor coaches deciding they didn't want to pass the ball much, they just didn't want to play that way. They that the pressure the BYU was getting, they're just going to run the ball, and you saw it towards the end in overtime. Baylor was getting four or five yards every single carry. BYU knew they were going to run the ball. They just couldn't do it when they got down into the at the four and everybody right. was crammed in together. But otherwise, uh, Baylor was able to have the will. Really just a lot of physical plays, double overtime, and uh, that really beat up BYU. And they didn't look like the same team against Oregon. Now, part of that yeah. is kudos to Oregon. Yeah. We didn't really know what to make of them after that first loss to, to yeah. Georgia. Obviously, Georgia's really good. I mean, that – Right, right. <laughs> Not much else to say yeah. about that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I you know, BYU just didn't look like the same team there. And Oregon looked really good. I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, but at this point, Oregon uh, up to number 20 in my rankings. I'm laying the six points with them at Washington State. Model says it should be nine point one. Washington State, a much improved football team. Uh but what we saw at Oregon I, even though BYU was beat up a little bit, I still think a beat up BYU is probably better than Washington State. Yeah, this game on the road, but I don't think it matters. I think Oregon has their way. Uh, I'm laying the six. A great play for me, cousin Jerry. What do you got? I'm also laying the points with with Oregon here. I would love to be wrong about this pick because I think that means that Washington State is, is pretty good and they've been pretty good without uh, Cameron Ward really get, getting going, which I think is what everybody was hoping for um, this season coming uh, coming into the season for for Washington State. If if Bo Nix plays like he did against BYU, where he is just you know looking at his stats right now, 13 of 18, 222 yards, two touchdowns, and and the team rushes for over 200 yards. If you're going to get that every week from Bo Nix and he's not going to have a lot of turnovers, not be doing crazy stuff out of desperation. He he becomes the quarterback we always thought he'd hoped he could be. Yes, yes, exactly. Which is a high, high ceiling. Always a high ceiling. Yeah, and so if if that's how Bo Nix is going to be this season, you know, know, and, and, you know, like you mentioned, first game against Georgia, we which should probably just be like struck from the record as far as yeah. when we're uh, you know analyzing these games. Uh, so I like what I saw from Oregon against against BYU, and I even though that was a worn down BYU team, I will grant you that. Um, I, I think that 
I just Oregon think they're going to be able to. Yeah, I think they're going to be able to have yeah. their way with with Washington State. And again, if I'm wrong on this, that's great. A good Washington State is good for college football. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I I just don't see them being able to keep up with Oregon here. Yeah, I agree. Like Oregon looked like I said, it was partially worn down BYU. It was partially, I think, that BYU was worn down from the game. It didn't have a chance, really. I think a fresh BYU has a chance, but Oregon mm-hmm. still looks so good. It might not have mattered. Yeah. I mean, Oregon yep. looked yep. fantastic. Like you said, Bo Nix, I was so impressed. We kept we kept waiting yeah. for the, the low floor <laughs> to, yeah. you know, the floor to drop out for yeah. him, and it just didn't happen. So kudos yeah. to him. Uh, this is one of those games we talked about. Again, there's a lot of them here. Um, a couple of them we're, we're skipping this episode because the numbers aren't, aren't good right now. So we'll talk about them later in the week, but this one on the opener, uh, it sat around five and a half for a while. So if you got that in at five and a half, then you're able to win. If Oregon wins by six, which is a quasi key number, uh, mm-hmm. as opposed to, we are just going to push six. still think six is a great play. I'd still play it up, up to seven. Again, model thinks nine or 10 is probably a better number for this one. Model might be underestimating Washington state a little bit, but honestly, it might be underestimating Oregon a little bit too after last week. Yeah. So yeah. if it's underestimating both a little bit, then it's going to kind of balance that out. Yeah. Uh, also at 4 PM Eastern Tulsa and Ole Miss, you can Ole Miss, uh, I don't know what else to say. Uh, there's to say about them. I, I like them. I've been on them all season. I know I'm not the only one. Uh, I'm going to lay the 20 and a half here with Ole Miss. It's a B grade pick. This is um, another one that if you had gotten it on the opener, uh, you would have had a slightly better number. This one was at 19 and a half uh, for a while. And so then you get the win on 20 now at 20 and a half. We're going to get the loss on 20 uh, again, 20 kind of like six, kind of a quasi key number 21 more likely, but 20 is still very possible. Um, I think that 20 and a half is still a solid number because I think with the fact that Ole Miss just scores touchdowns so, so yeah, often and yeah. so easily, yeah. uh, 21 seems more likely than 20. But again, a little bit better number if you got that earlier. Um, I, I like this pick. It's not an A grade because of, I believe, Ole Miss's opponent next weekend. Um, they're playing Kentucky. And mm. so that's obviously a big matchup. So again, it's one yeah. of those where I, I like it, but again, big number. I just don't know how the second half is going to go, but Ole Miss is a much better team than Tulsa at home. Uh, I think that this should be a much higher number. The model says 25 and a half. So the models thinking, you know, 24, 27, 28 are more likely outcomes in this game. Again, I think it's the right side, but I'm happy with a B grade pick just because I'm not sure if they're looking ahead to a huge game against Kentucky next weekend, which should be a lot of fun. A uh, total of 62. Cousin Jared, what do you got for us? First thing I thought on this game was the over because I was thinking any team that can give up 30 some odd points to Wyoming uh, probably deserves to, to have the over looked at when they're playing Ole Miss. Uh, but yeah. the, the thing is, is that when you go back and look at that game, Wyoming had a you know, couple of, you know, defensive uh, short fields that you're able to work with, have yep. I think like, like a blocked punt return for touchdown, something like that. Blocked field goal. Um, yeah, and, and so and so it was. It's one of those things where the, the box score may not uh, completely tell the or the entire truth there. Um, also, I, I like what you mentioned about Kentucky. Uh, this could be an instance where Lane Kiffin is pulling the guys, you know, late in the third quarter uh, to you know get them ready for for next week. So um, check back with me later in the week. Maybe this is something where I, I'm decide to pull the trigger on the over. But there's a lot of circumstances there that have kind of given me pause on that. I think you have to, you know, try to assess the second stringers, which is really hard to do for yeah. Ole Miss on offense and defense, because I think that Ole Miss is going to run away just like they did against Georgia Tech. Yeah. I think they're up, you know, 28 in the th- middle of the third quarter. And then I think it's, you know, tap the brakes, grind yeah. it out. 
I don't know exactly when the second string comes in because you don't want to blow a win, but also looking ahead, and then it becomes can Tulsa score on the second string uh, and score points and look for a backdoor, or is it Ole Miss's second string still can run the ball and, and milk the clock out, and then at that point the overs in trouble. So, yeah, well, and the, the one thing I would say is like I don't think that Lane Kiffin's going to call a different game with his backups in there. I mean, there you go. Okay, he, he's yeah, probably going to still call plays the same way. Uh, you know, I don't know how the matchups work, but he's probably going to well, still call the same plays. Or I don't think they're going to have good running plays if he goes. It's just going to be like hand off to the right. Like it's not going to be that is like, true. Yeah, yeah. It's not going to be any like uh, you know traps or any sort of zone reads. It's just going to be like give the ball to the running back and let him go. And it's probably right. three plays in punt if, if that happens. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's just a huge mismatch here. Mississippi just a much better team. Uh, again, I like that I'm on the right side of 21. So be great pick for me on this one. I still think they blow them out. I just again not a third unit just because of that Kentucky game hanging around next weekend. Uh, 5.30 Eastern, Arizona at Cal. Cal's a six-point favorite. Uh, yet another one, if you got the early line, you could have laid four with Cal. The difference between four and six, not huge, except for which numbers you push on. Four is a much likely finishing outcome than six is. And so if you laid four, then you push at four, um, whereas opposed to laying six, we lose at six. And if it lands at six now, we push. That would have been a win. So a difference of about, I think, 4% edge from this four to six number here, if you could have laid four. I still think laying six makes sense with Cal. It should be a low-scoring game. I'm not so much impressed overall at what Cal did last week, except for offensively. They actually did move the ball a little bit, which is something we haven't seen from Cal I don't know, in like a decade, it feels like. I, yeah, I, yeah. I feel like, you know, seven years ago, we were joking about Cal playing a six to three bowl game or something, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. As, as soon so, as uh, as soon as Sonny, Sonny Dykes left, it just, the offense went into the tank. I mean, and obviously that's when Wilcox right. came in and the defense took off at that point. But yeah, yes. the offense has just been con- consistently bad un- under Wilcox. Yes. And the offense moved the ball Again, not like it was great, but I mean, on the road against a good Notre Dame defense, they they move the ball relatively well. Gives you hope yeah. against Arizona. Uh, Arizona with a huge <laughs> win against North Dakota State. Obviously, North Dakota State, a really football team that has gone on the road and beaten a lot of FBS schools. But Arizona's power rating still went down, partially based off of results of other teams as well. Right, mm. Mississippi State. Mississippi State yeah. clocked them and Mississippi State losing to LSU, yeah. that's going to hurt Arizona. So it's kind of that chain effect of, in general now, I don't think we can say the model's underestimating Arizona anymore because that's definitely hit an equilibrium. I think Cal's a much better team. I think Arizona's much improved, but I think there's just too much hype around Arizona, and mm-hmm. I still am not believing in them. Uh, I'm laying the six with Cal. It's a B-grade pick. Because, uh, Jared, what do you got for us? I, I am one of the hype people for Arizona. And so, I, well, I know you are. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me back up on that. Uh, I, you know, Arizona, I think, that, so they're improved, like for sure. I feel like we can yes. definitely say that. I am yes. like president of the Jaden Delora fan club. I have, he's, he's like, um, he's like Bo Nix, except like the plays go like 5% better. And that's all you need is for him to be able to make, you know, 5% better plays. And he's just like this unbelievable thing. This guy, I, he is, he is really, really exciting to watch. And, and I, I, man, I, Jake and I were so upset that we didn't break down the North Dakota State Arizona game right, right. last week, um, because what I would have told you is that man, North Dakota State obviously 
great, great, great team. But the amount, number of quarterbacks they see at the FCS level that are help hold a candle to Delora is very low. Right. And so I, I think, they, they, they didn't play. They played like an, an Iowa State team one year when Iowa State wasn't as good. They yeah, played Iowa. They Iowa, never seemed yeah. to have a good quarterback. Uh, they played yeah, Kansas State yeah. one year when they didn't have a good quarterback. When they were just when they were more of a running offense, not a uh, yeah. not a pass the ball on the field offense. Yeah, yeah. And so I think we're going to have a situation here where we know what Cal's defense is bringing to the table, but man, Delora, I think may be able to just make enough plays um, to keep this game close. Cause I, Arizona's defense is nothing to write homing about, but I mean, we just have years of evidence to say that that Cal's offense probably isn't going to put them uh, put the team in a position right. to just run away with this game. So this is definitely one. If this gets to seven, I'm going to be on Arizona uh, just because uh, I have faith in Delora to make now he may make some bad plays, uh, but I trust in him to, to make a, enough good ones to keep it close. And I just have tons of faith in Cal's offense, finding a way to not run away with this one. So model says 8.7. I'd lay the seven with Cal. I would not lay seven and a half. That would okay. be where I, that's, that's, I'm off at seven and a half if it gets there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Here's my fear with that is he looked like mostly garbage against a good Mississippi State defense. And I think Cal's that defense is, is probably. Probably pretty close. It's hard to yeah, say yeah, really compare, yeah, but I yeah. mean they're they're in the same zip code, yeah, and that's, that's my fear. I, I think that you're better off backing Arizona against a team more in a shootout style than against a team like Cal because I'm with you. Cal's not going to run away, win by thirty, but right, right. I just don't know. I don't have faith in him doing anything against a good Cal defense. So that's my fear yep. with. That's why I said I'd still back California at seven, seven and a half. I, I get. I think Cal winning by seven. Seven and ten are the two most likely out- outcomes. So I like here at yeah. six. Uh, six is reasonably likely, but to say you know at seven and a half, now you have to really feel like Cal's going to win by double digits. And I'm like, they might, but I don't like you. I don't have right. enough faith in their offense to say yeah. double digit win is likely. It's possible, yeah. but uh, I like the smaller number here better at six for sure. Uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, Akron at Liberty. Got a couple of bad games here in this episode, but good numbers that I want to get out on before they move up. Again, y'all know my theory is a lot of times the favorites get bigger throughout the week. This is one of those Akron is truly terrible. I want to lay the 26 and a half of Liberty. I don't want to, I want to get it before it gets to 28. I don't know if it gets to 28, but model says it should be 30. So, uh, I mean, model thinks 27, 28, 30, 31. 35 right are all the like 32 right are all the likely outcomes right. in this game we went with all of them only a b grade play simply because it's so many points uh yeah. that i don't want to be too invested in a game that i don't know what's going to happen back door wise uh but 26 and a half is way too low for this one and so it's not the sexiest of games but it's one that i want to get invested on early in the week lock in the 26 and a half if it goes down it's kind of whatever i think all of the likely outcomes here all the really likely outcomes yeah. are greater than this number. So I'm going to lock in the 26 and a half. Liberty ranked 65th, just a very mediocre team. Akron 127th. I mean, Akron mm-hmm. is really, really bad. Because uh, Jared, mm-hmm. what do you got for us on this one? Besides Akron's terrible. Akron's not going to score points. I said it last week. I said it, said it this week. Although I do have to I do have to say Akron scored like two points too many. I had the under 67. That game got to 69, uh, which was not nice. Um, so I... <laughs> What I would say is that I just I don't think Akron's going to score. I think you could look at multiple different ways. This is one that I'll wait till later in the week, kind of see where everything settles. I can see laying the points with Liberty, uh, just because again, like I don't like laying big numbers, but again, I cannot emphasize to you enough. I don't think Akron's going to score very many points in this game. Uh, I think you could yeah. also look at the under because I could definitely see this game being like forty-five to seven or something like that, and end up with fifty uh, total of fifty-two. Um, so 
this is one that I'm watching throughout the week. I think there's multiple ways to make money on this game. I would say pick whichever one you want. You want to take the under right now. I think that's fine. You want to lay the points of Liberty. I think that's fine too. Team total implied team total here for Akron would be probably about 14 and a half. How does anyone under. see Akron scoring 14 and a half points? I, I have. Obviously, the one that have yeah. I mean, it's, it's a hard under, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, throw, throw, throw the book at it, which yeah. Don't get me started. My team totals didn't go well um, this past it's week, but yes, that, that one, I, I would full, fully endorse under 14 and a half. I would fully endorse under 14 as well. Yeah. Or uh, or, or 10. <laughs> 6 p.m. Eastern Navy in East Carolina. Uh, I mean, again, another. I feel like this is a carbon copy of the game before it. Navy is terrible. I'm. It's yeah. sad. I love it. And it's sad. I don't want to take us off rails here, but <laughs> when I feel like either Navy or Army is good, it's very rare that both are good. But when both, yeah. if both are good, like that makes it so much fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, if one's good, it's like the other's not. Navy's just gone down the drain, unfortunately. Yeah. Uh, East Carolina minus 17. It's an A grade pick. Again, it's one I want to lock in early because at 17, you got a key number there. I want that push protection. I don't want this to get higher. Uh, model says it should be 21. I, t- I tend to agree. I, I think there's a reason the total's right on 49. I don't think field goals, <laughs> I don't think there's a lot of field goals in this game. If it happens, it's going to be East Carolina and there's going to be one of them. That's why I want to lay 17. I don't like 17 and a half. To me, it's it, this. It, it never plays out this simple, but kind of unlike most games, I kind of feel like 17 and a half to 20 and a half is kind of a dead spot because mm-hmm. it feels like it's either 14, 17, 21, 24. Like those are kind of the numbers we're going to land at. Right. Uh, knowing Navy's tendencies here. I like laying the 17. I think it should be 21. Navy is just really bad, right? The 118th East Carolina respectable at 57th uh, total of 49. Yeah. Yeah. A great play for me on ECU. Cousin Jared, what do you got for us here? Yeah. Uh, I, I just, uh, I, 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 I just so like you said, I so badly want Navy to be good and they're just yeah. very not good. Uh, yeah. I, I also just have a problem laying, big numbers with Navy just because if they happen to kind of be on their game that day, they can, you know, minimize the number of possessions of the game and you can find your, you find it really hard to get outside of a number like, like 17. Um, so I'm staying away from this one. It's partly because like I said, any, I feel like any game with Navy, you can end up having like feels like eight possessions in the game and it's just really hard to get past 17. The other thing is like, I've made, I've profited off Navy enough this season. There's no reason to kick them while they're down. And so let's just, <laughs> let, let, I'm just going to let this one go out of the goodness of my heart. <laughs> uh 7 p.m eastern i feel like a game we could talk for it on <sighs> iowa Rutgers. first i want to stop and i want to say if you have the receipts i want to see them on twitter and i'm going to retweet them because i told you i said take the game under take the first half under take yeah. iowa under take rutgers under and all of those hit i was like just go hard on every single under and i was like you might lose one of them but you're gonna win a lot of them and you know what you want all of them so if you have those receipts yeah. up there send yep. those pictures on twitter because i want i want to share that the good news with people because that was easy to see coming the it total of this one's 35 and a half and i mean at some point it's just laughable. I, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't even. I, you're going to talk about the total. I feel like because you're my totals guy, but I don't even mm-hmm. want to talk about it because it's just so pathetic. Uh, I'm going to talk about yeah. Rutgers. I'm taking them at seven and a half. It's an A grade play for me. I have no faith in Iowa going on the road and scoring. I have no faith in them going on the road against a, a mediocre team. Rutgers isn't great, but they're you know they're better than Nevada is, and so I don't see that sort of game playing out again. I. I would say it's a bad matchup for Iowa, but I feel like 
football teams are a bad matchup for Iowa's offense. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Iowa's defense is really good. If this game finished like six to three, I feel like I would just be like, yeah, that seems right. Um, this yeah. total is super, super low. I said I wasn't going to talk about the total, but I am. I would just take all the unders again. I don't see anybody yeah. scoring. I see seven and a half is yeah. too many. It's an A great pick for me on Rutgers. Uh, Cousin Joe, what do you got for us here? So per- perfect time to give give you a glimpse of the benefits you you get of being a, a Patreon member here. So uh, mm-hmm. in my Friday thoughts that, that we sent out here, I'll read it verbatim what I what I wrote about the Nevada-Iowa game. I said, uh, I, I see a Iowa team total of 31 and a half and a Nevada team total of seven and a half. I like the under on both of those. You could talk me into the first half under 20 and a half. You could talk me into the under uh, 40. You could talk me into Nevada plus 24. There's lots of ways to go in this game. I'm not sure any of them are wrong. The professor may have said it best. Play them all and you probably win at least three out of the five and are profitable. And there you go. You would have won four out of the five. Yeah. And it's so, the only one that didn't win was the Nevada just didn't quite cover. Yeah, the, yeah. The so, yes. Yeah, so, so just a little example there of kind of what you get being a Patreon member. Um, so, man, yeah, you kind of said everything I think there is to say about this game. Seven and a half points in a game that only has a total of 35 and a half. That's like getting like 10 points in a normal game, I guess. Like that's what it Maybe feels more. like to me. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what it feels like to me. Uh, again, I, I don't see how – how just I just don't see how anybody scores in this game. Um what I will say about Rutgers is, yeah, they're, they're they're not fun to watch at all. But like when it comes down to it on offense, who do I think would make take a little more risk on offense to try to score some points? I think it's going to be Rutgers. It, it may blow up in their face with it, that. It, it Iowa would be defense. it would be anybody. No, I was not going to take any risks. They're gonna they're yeah. gonna get they're gonna have a fourth and three from the plus thirty nine, and they're gonna be like, you know what, we're gonna punt. And, and, and it might work out because they might punt to the one. Their punter's amazing, and they might get a safety mm-hmm. out of it. But also, and that might be their best way to generate points. Is yeah, trying to true. punt into the one and get a safety. But yeah, like you yeah. said, anybody's going to take more risk on offense than Iowa is. Yeah, and, and so I guess what I'm getting at is I feel like you know Rutgers. I know the Iowa defense is really good, but Rutgers just needs like one or two big plays in this game, and they're probably going to win. And not even talking about the cover, they're probably going to win. And, and so I just you know I do not know how you pass up seven and a half points in a game with a total this low against an offense like Iowa, where you know they're not going to like not even come close to running away with this. So give me the yeah. seven and a half points. And, and I, I really like this play. Yeah. And like I said, I, lo- I love the under as well. Yeah. Uh, we have, we don't have half totals or team totals yet, but I'd say locking the 35 under 35 and a half before it's a 34. Um, I'd probably still play under 34, but mm-hmm. I'd rather have it under 35 and a half. This to me feels like a game where there the number isn't is going to not drop to a certain level because there are people who will play this over at a principle. They will say the number's too low. I have yes. to blind take over. Yeah. It's almost like they're daring you to take the under, but I think you should, I think you should, because these two teams are just <laughs> it's not gonna be a lot of points. I, yeah. I see no way it gets to the 30s, uh, maybe overtimes. And, and weird things happen, right? There's no locks in gambling. But, I mean, it's just hard to imagine it. It feels like a total that they they know they're going to get money on the over at a principle, but that doesn't mean the over is the right play. Don't try to yeah. overthink this one and be like, oh, it's such a low number. Like, it it, it should be lower, in my opinion. I, this game is going to be yeah. ugly, and there won't be many points. The, the I mean, turnovers – and that sort of thing is going to be how there's a lot of points and that could happen, yep. but I'm going to, I'm going to trust that in general, it's going to be a rock fight. And like you said, I'm, I love yep. Rutgers seven and a half is too many points. I think like you said, they got a chance to win it. 
Yeah. Money yep. line may be a tiny bit worth a shot there as well. It's going to be an ugly, yep. low scoring game, and who the heck knows who's going to win in the end. But it, it, yep. it feels like a six to three, 10 to seven, ugly type football game. Yeah. 100% agree with you. Yeah. 730 Eastern, Miami of Ohio at Northwestern. Uh, this gets the early nomination for most confusing line of the week for me. Like, Northwestern yeah. is bad. Um, yeah. We thought maybe Northwestern wasn't bad because of the Nebraska thing, but I feel like we got off of that opinion really quickly. But why did yeah. the odds makers not? To have Northwestern yeah. favored by seven here makes no sense. Miami Ohio is not great, but they're not terrible. In fact, the model says Miami Ohio is the 100th best team in Northwestern is 101. The model says these two teams are wow. even. So why is the home team laying seven? We are yeah. having to lay a price here right now and getting the plus seven. But if it's plus six, plus six and a half, plus seven, plus seven and a half, if you have a, whatever, take it, yeah. take the points of Miami Ohio. Yeah. Uh, take take the take a flyer on the money line. It feels just like the Western Kentucky Indiana game where there's too many points. Take a flyer on the money line. It didn't work out for us, but it, it's going to be tight late. It should be low scoring in this one. And who the heck knows who's going to win? So those plus odds offer a lot of value. Uh, again, model says this should be Northwestern minus two. I'd be happy taking a field goal. The fact that they gave me seven, I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. Let's just take the seven and be happy yeah. because this line is confusing as can be. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you got? So, dear viewer, if you recall, last week I told you I was interested in the Cincinnati-Miami-Ohio game because I saw some stuff from Miami of Ohio against Kentucky in the season opener that I liked, and I, and I was interested to see how they would play against Cincinnati. First half, fine. Second half, ooh, it was yeah. it was not good. Um, but but the thing is, is Northwestern is not very good at all. When I saw this line, no. I was shocked that that it was seven points because I feel like we've you know um, you've talked about how the model does a good job of taking in all of the inputs from the game from the beginning of the season and kind of, um, you know, allocating them appropriately, how we should kind of assess each thing. Um, I feel like I've seen enough with my eyes from the yeah. Northwestern Nebraska yeah. game, the Northwestern Duke game to know that Northwestern is not that great. And there are very, very few teams where they should be laying an entire touchdown. Miami of Ohio is not one of those teams. Um, the other thing I would say is, the minus 125 like bothers me. Like that, that, that's a, that's a steep price to pay. But I do recall you, Professor, telling me or telling the audience at some point earlier this earlier this season that sometimes it's worth it to pay to buy onto the key uh, a seven, but not necessarily worth it to buy off of the number. And so that's another way that I rationalized this in my head was that hey, it's it's basically like I'm paying a little extra to be on the seven here, and so I'm fine with that because I don't trust Northwestern's offense to run away with this game. And so, to clarify. And to clarify, I would never buy the point because they're going to charge you more than it's worth. But if you're shopping around and you have options, I don't mind going to the place that buys you onto the key number than off. As in, I'd rather, I don't yeah. mind buying onto the plus seven or, or paying more for the plus seven. If I'm shopping around, I would take plus seven rather than plus six and a half, but I would take plus seven at better odds than plus seven and a half is what I, what we were talking about. The same thing holds up three, absolutely. That, yeah, I, I, I don't mind paying a little bit more as I'm shopping around to get onto the key number to get that push protection. Mathematically, that's a little bit smarter of a play, but either way, never buy a point to shop around because they charge you way more than it's yeah. worth. And so yeah, it's, a, it's not a good long-term play. That's true. So I, and, and I should have bought the half point in the, the Georgia, South Carolina total on that one. I should have bought it up to 55 and a half. But anyway, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm taking the seven Hindsight. points here. With, yeah. Yeah. I'm taking the seven points to Miami of Ohio here. I just don't see how Northwestern is going to beat very many teams at all by, by a touchdown. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, I completely agree with you, like you talked about too. It's not just the model seeing this, and we like to rely on that how it synthesizes things. It's a really good job for the most part. Maybe not every single situation, but but you know, eight times out of ten or whatever. But we can see it with our eyes, and it's not any different though than what we talked about with Nebraska getting too much love too. It's like that first game. I don't understand why people think both teams are better. I've been hard against Nebraska, and that's yeah. worked out well. And it's the same thing here. I, you know. It's like both of these teams are getting much more respect than they deserve. Neither of those football teams is worth a darn. And so yeah. I don't know why they're being treated like they're mediocre when they're both kind of bad at, at, at football, which is you know yeah. what they're tasked with doing. Uh, to a good game here, 7 p.m. Eastern Arkansas and Texas A&M. Texas A&M is a two-and-a-half point favorite on a neutral site. This one in Jerry World and Arlington. Model says it should be A&M minus 3.6. I got an A-grade play here on Texas A&M minus two-and-a-half. And the reason why reason why <laughs> the reason why model thinks that a and winning by three or four are the two most likely outcomes which have a lot of probability weight and so i'm on the right side of both of those here uh teams don't tend to win by one or two now the odds of winning by two have gone up in recent years especially this year with the changes to the overtime situation that's kind of the fear here is that a might win by two and a third overtime or something like that otherwise though um, or weird situation with a bunch of field goals, right? I was looking at that Miami game and I was like, there's a way this could end up where somebody wins by a, like a weird number that we're never yeah. thinking of. Those yeah. situations aside, three and four are the most likely outcome, and I'm on the right side of both of those here. I'm laying it with AM as an A grade pick on the right side of three. Three is still solid at three and a half, though. I feel like it's lost a lot of value because now you're splitting right down the middle of the two likely outcomes. So I'm not laying three and a half with AM, but two and a half. I think it's a really good number. It's a small differential between the model, but a really important one. I'm not a believer in Arkansas. And cousin Jared, I know you're not a believer in AM. I'm not a believer in AM either. I just not a believer in Arkansas. I said it from the beginning of the season. Uh, the model isn't either. They didn't impress against Cincinnati, and Cincinnati's looked a little bit sleepy at times too. I just I I, I expect there's a lot of hype around Arkansas. I'm just not sure it's justified just yet. Model ranks Arkansas 29th. AM 18th, so AM's a little bit better of a team. No home field advantage here. Uh, because Jared, you've been to this game often. I yeah. feel like there's usually like a couple more AM fans than Arkansas fans at this game. And so maybe a tiny bit of an advantage for AM, but only maybe like a quarter of a point or something like that. Uh total total 48. What are your thoughts on this one? Well, everybody knows where I'm going, just to get it out of the way. I'm going under 48. Uh who, it's a smart play, too. Yeah, it's a who, really smart who, play. Yeah, I love gonna, that one too. Who's going to score in, in this game? Um, so in the in the Discord this weekend, uh, for our Patreon members, I said, I feel like I'm turning into an Iowa fan, except I live in Texas, and, and you know I'm an alumni, Texas, alumnus of Texas A&M. Um, and so, so number one, you, you could tell yourself that the Arkansas defense has been very suspect this year, and you would be correct that the Arkansas defense has been suspect this year. But uh, A&M has just no interest in doing anything um, – it's not it's not necessarily creativity, um, but just the example I will give, you know, uh, a lot of teams coming off of a, a big play or a big turnover, they'll, they'll take a, a, a shot play. You know, they'll try to, you know, really turn the momentum of the game. AM just has no interest in doing that. You know, big play, big turnover. Great. We're going to go run it right up the middle for two and a half yards. I mean, it, it's not that the the plays themselves aren't created. It's just that the the play calling is very, very conservative. And and with the way that it's, it's becomes, not inspiring. Yeah, well, yes, that is that is accurate as well. Uh, and, and just with the way the AM defense has, has been playing, I, I don't see Arkansas putting up very many points in yeah. this game. So, you know, I could see either team winning this game by three, four points, something like that. Uh, but 
either way, I don't see anybody score, scoring very many points. And, and so I feel like the under 48 is, is very safe. I can't believe that we're getting under 48 after what we just saw uh, with yeah. the, the A&M Miami game where the total opened at 48 and got all the way down to 45, 45 and a half maybe is where it maybe uh, closed at. Uh, but yeah, this just seems like way too many points. Yeah, completely agree. I love that as well. I love both these plays. I'm like you. I can see either team winning by three or four. Uh, I think a and slightly more likely to win, which is why I'm totally happy letting two and a half. And again, it's a very different story at three and a half. Uh, yep. Three and a half, not, not the same thing, but uh, model thinks a and a little bit better. And so, um, again, I think it's a smart side, but I, again, completely agree with you. 48 being a, a quasi-key number here for the yes, total. Yeah. Uh, yep. Under under that makes a lot of sense, but I'm like you. I would still go under even lower numbers. I wouldn't overthink it. It's just it's more exciting. You got better value. You can invest more units, etc. If you're on good numbers on the right side of key numbers, etc. Yeah. But I mean, what? Okay, I'm gonna put you on the spot here. What number would this have to be? And not not that you would literally invest your money, but what number would it have to be where you would tell people to bet the over on this one? I mean, oh, the oh, like oh, where I feel comfortable betting the over thirty uh, four. <laughs> Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe it would have to be really, really, yeah, <laughs> really low. Sure, sure, let's say 34. It, it would have to be really, yeah. really low, right? Which is again, is an indication of if this number comes down, we still recommend the under. It's just the better key number you can get, the the higher probability is, the more I, important I, it is, that etc. It's just it doesn't mean don't bet 40 under 47, it just means, yeah, be like under 48 even more, you know, yeah. Well, 44 is where I would be like. Think about it. Mm. Like, don't, don't just blindly play play the play the under at forty four. That's where I'd be like, hey, just okay. let's let's think about this for a little bit. Okay, that's that's four points away. So hopefully it doesn't yeah. get that low and no. everyone can get their under. Hey, it almost did last week, so who knows? And it should have been a lot lower, like we yes. talked about yeah. with the last couple been. weeks. Now, the more you think about these AM games, it's like again we talked about. They just don't offensively. They're not. It's like they're not trying to score. And I know that's not yeah. true, but I don't know if it's yeah. false either. <laughs> yeah, which yeah. is a weird weird way to look at it but they just they aren't trying yeah. to score and they sure aren't trying to do it in a hurry you know yeah exactly yeah uh 7 p.m eastern unlv at utah state unlv we talked about being much improved uh yeah. we really thought unt was going to make some strides after last year and, and boy were we wrong on that one uh, yeah. it turns out unlv yeah. is the team making strides unt yeah. we kind of thought that smu game was a little bit of an outlier and, and maybe that wasn't the case maybe unt is just yeah. Not as good as we thought either. And now uh, UTEP has dropped a lot too. So from that beginning game where we were on UNT correctly, maybe that said yeah. more about UTEP than yep. it did UNT. UNLV's outside now, inside the top 100. Uh, Utah State is not. We knew Utah State would crumble, would would regress, yeah. would go down. We just yeah. didn't realize it'd be quite this bad. Utah yeah. State's down to 111th. There's 20, point, 20 teams between these two teams in my rankings. Model wow. says UNLV should be a five-point road favorite. I'm going to lay the three with UNLV. It's an A-grade pick. I love it at three here because you're pushing at the key, most key, most likely ending of this game, four being the second most likely where you win. Model says five, so I think six and seven is pretty possible too. I have no faith in Utah State. I liked what I saw from UNLV this weekend. They looked good. Uh, again, mm -hmm. I think part they of did. that was UNLV might be a little bit better than we thought. UNT a little bit worse. I think it's kind of equal credit there. And uh, I think UNT, you know, it's hard to say that Utah State is drastically different than UNT. One might be a little right. bit better than the other, but they're in the same ballpark of non-inspiring yeah. teams. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, if UNLV shows up and plays like they did this last weekend, I think they're going to have a field day with Utah State. Uh, maybe a little bit tougher environment to play, but I think UNLV is a much better team. I'm going to lay the three A great pick. Do have to lay minus 120 for it, but that's fine because, again, we talked about being on that key number is important. Total 62. Cousin Jared, what do you think? Okay. 
I have the season win total over for, for Utah State and, and, and not saying anything that has to do with the play, but I'm just telling this for, for illustrative purposes. I was high on Utah State coming into the season. After seeing the way that UConn hung, hung around with them and obviously the, the loss to Weber State there, I, I am laying the points with UNLV here because I think that there is going to be limited time for us to capitalize on how bad Utah yep. State really Completely is. Agree. And so this is one of those things where like this, this, this pains me uh, because I, like I said, I, I thought that Utah state was going to be better than they were, but I'm ready to say they are not. And let's, not. let's try to, let's try to, to capitalize on that now while we have the chance, because they, they, the, 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 the times are going to be slipping away here. People uh, <laughs> you try, so, to, try to buy out of that season win total this weekend. <laughs> yeah. Not specifically what I'm trying to do. No, but no, but, I, but, but, yeah, yeah, you get you you, you got to get while well, the getting's good here is what I'm saying with Utah State. So I'm laying the three points with UNLV, and please, I, 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 you know, with with you know Washington State for example earlier in the show, we said that college football is more fun whenever Washington State is good. UNLV's never been good. What would it be like mm-hmm. if there were a good college football or a fun college football team in Las Vegas? Like I, I, I have no idea. Probably nothing. It probably wouldn't change anything. But I, think I mean, in the, my mind, the it sounds the, good. The locals really rallied behind the Golden Knights. And hockey, you wouldn't think would be popular, uh, you know, right. just That's in true. general south of Canada or outside That's of, true. you know, Minnesota and Michigan, right? So uh, they might rally around this team. Uh, the, I mean, yeah. they, they haven't because they haven't been, like you said, they haven't been good hard, hardly ever, you know. Yeah. But they've rallied around the basketball team when the basketball team is good. So maybe yeah. they'd show up for football too. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm so with I'm, you. There's uh, yeah, I'm like there's a I'm lot of three. It's just you got you got to you got to get you got to capitalize on Utah State being bad while you can. I agree. There's a handful of teams last week. We kind of talked about it. And this week we kind of talk about it where you got to kind of get in before people realize mm-hmm. uh, last week I, I, we had Utah. That was the play of the late games. Utah against San Diego state. And I was like, we got to fade San Diego state before people realize mm-hmm. just how bad that team is. And they are truly terrible. And that mm-hmm. was the way to capitalize. I think it's the same yeah. kind of like the same thing here. Like people maybe not, not quite realize that Utah state is really, really bad. And now is the time to capitalize on that. Yeah. Uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, Kansas State and OU. Uh, back to good football here. Kansas State ranked just outside of my top 25. Oklahoma is now ranked fifth, just below Michigan. Uh, obviously, there's a big gap after the top three. OU looking good. We've backed them here. Uh, most of the season been fairly profitable. Didn't quite get that cover that one yeah. week uh, after a slow first half. But got the easy cover for us against Nebraska last week. Yeah. Uh, there were questions about the model with uh, Temple or not Temple uh, Tula, uh, Tulane, uh, where yeah. I said, "Hey, they were." De- they, I said, "I was like Tulane's like a decent enough team; they could go in there and hang around." I didn't expect them to do that. Yeah, uh, but yeah. going into Manhattan and winning, I expect them to hang around. But getting the win, I mean, that's that's impressive. But I think we talked about there's some big questions with Kansas State. Their defense looks pretty good. Their offense just leaves a lot to be desired. Um, yeah. Since this always comes back to Nebraska, it, it does make you wonder, like, maybe I, – I, I think we kind of all thought Adrian Martinez would be better if he wasn't asked to do a lot of things he just couldn't do. And while – and right. it maybe he was asked to do a lot of things he wasn't able to do because the team – Nebraska wasn't that good, but it may also be – he just can't do a lot of a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. And I just don't see them having a lot of success against Oklahoma. I think the Oklahoma team is pretty good. I, I, I can't say it's better than Nebraska, absolutely, but 
I'm laying the 13 with Oklahoma. I think there's a pretty big discrepancy between these two teams. Model says 15. It's a B-grade pick for me because we're on the right side of the two most likely outcomes and 13 and 14. And the model thinks that 13 is just as likely as 17, which would also be a winner. So now you take the three highest outcomes and win two and we push on one. It's a B-grade pick. Uh, there have been years where Oklahoma has struggled with Kansas State. I, I don't think that's going to be this team i just i think kansas state is solid i just the kansas states that give teams in the big 12 trouble are the kansas states that can run the ball and hold on to the ball and frustrate offenses and that's not the strength of this kansas state team as much as we thought it could be i haven't seen it yet yeah um if they can do that they got a chance to pull an upset absolutely but it it just hasn't happened yet and so i i I have no reason I think it's going to magically happen here against an OU defense that's de- pretty solid, pretty solid defense. Yeah. Um, and obviously Oklahoma can put up some points. So I'm laying the 13 with Oklahoma. Total is 53. Cousin Jared, what do you think? I, Brent Venables has, has a team with an improved defense. Uh, who, who could have seen that possibly uh, happening? <laughs> I, I, w- I, w- I was going to ask you, and you, so you already answered my question. My question to you was mm-hmm. going to be, why is this this game different than the, the Oklahoma-Kansas State game any other year? Where 13 points would have, you know, gotten the Kansas State cover, uh, it feels almost like a majority. Yeah, yeah, almost all of them. So, so you already answered my question. Um, but you're you're not going to be able to talk me into to to playing this game. I've just seen this. I've seen this one too yeah. many times where it feels like you know Kansas State should get run out of the building. The athleticism, the talent in Oklahoma, yada yada yada, and then Kansas State just kind of does their thing and hangs around in the game. So, uh, no play for me. But you answered my question before I even posted. So clearly, you you can anticipate what my words now. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's it's the question that I feel like was it, it yeah. should have been on everyone's lips, right? Is why is yeah. this different than it? I don't I don't know the exact numbers, but yeah, Kansas State's hung in there a lot with OU, and it's like I said, I think it's been their offense has been able to move the ball, yeah, frustrate Oklahoma, right? But I think this Oklahoma defense being better and this Kansas State offense not being good, I just think it's I think it was a good matchup for Kansas State with different teams. I just don't think it's a good matchup now right. with the way these current teams are. So, right. Uh, I guess that gets you enough confidence to lay the 13 with OU. Uh, three late games that we're going to talk about in this episode, uh, 1030 Eastern, Utah at Arizona State. Oh, boy. Uh, where do we start with Arizona State? Uh, right. We all liked Eastern Michigan and all those points. We said that 20 and a half was way too many. The model said it should have been, you know, 19 or something like that. I mean, Arizona State should have won that game. We None of us were surprised we won that pick. We were all surprised that Eastern Michigan just won the game. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And apparently, you know, uh, like with Nebraska, we learned the answer of what does it take to get a coach fired uh, here. Yeah, yeah. Um, her, the Herm Edwards situation was a disaster. I've talked about it a lot. It was just nonsense from the beginning. It didn't seem like it ever was going to work, and it never did. And I don't know why people thought it would. It it, it, it made no sense from the start. Um. I think I expect a little bit of a bounce back from Arizona State. They yeah. they weren't they aren't as bad as they looked. And we yeah. always talk about when you fire a coach. When you fire a coach, you gotta look at how good the team actually is. If it's if it's a team that's not very good, when you fire the coach, nothing's gonna change. If it's a team that's decent, then you expect a little bit of a bounce back because yeah. that's kind of just regression to the mean in general. Um I have to assume it didn't seem like Herm was a fun guy to play for. It didn't seem like the players liked it. Um, Mm -hmm. I have to assume things are going to get better. It's going to be a much more fun week of practice. Utah is a very good team. I loved Utah last week. I just think 15 is too many points here. 
Uh, I'm going to lay, I'm going to take the 15 with Arizona state. It's a B grade pick. It can't be an A grade pick because Utah, I love Utah so much. They're so good. Yeah. But I uh, faded Utah in week one and that worked out back to Utah last week. It worked out and I'm back on the other side here. I think the fact that Arizona state lost to Eastern Michigan makes this a good pick on Arizona state. I think at Arizona state won that game, even if it was by three points, I think it's a little bit different of a story, but having lost yeah. that game, I think this is a much better spot to take them. I think 15 is too many. Total of 52. Uh, Arizona State is not good, but they're better than San Diego State. So I think they can at least hang in there. I don't think they win, uh, but I think they can lose by 10, 13, 14, something like that. A lot of ways this gets to the window. Beaker pick for me on Arizona State plus 15. Because, uh, Jared, what do you got for us? Not touching this game with a 10-foot pole. Uh, I don't know how to articulate what I'm trying to say, but uh, I feel like, um, you know, philosophically, you knew exactly what you were getting with with Herm Edwards. And like, I feel like there's a Herm quote right behind that. There you go. And and the thing is, is that whoever is going to be the interim head coach is, I'm sure, going to be either – fundamentally different from Herm or see what Herm was doing was clearly not working. And you have, like to they have to do, they had to do a 180 yeah. there. Yeah. And so like Herm was so conservative. We talked about, you know, we talked about it in the context of not going for those backdoor covers, but he would just kind of like throw in the towel. It was kind of like, Hey, the game's over. We should run out the clock kind of thing. You know, not going to waste anybody's time here. I feel like fundamentally the way the games are going to be called, you know, the, the, uh, you know, not nearly as conservative or everything. I don't feel like we, really have any idea of what this Arizona state team is going to look like. Cause definitely they've been underachieving and I'm not saying that yep. they're a wonderful team in it, but they definitely have right. better talent than what but they're, they're not, showed. but they're not as bad as the results. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so this is one that there's no way until I see at least one game of what they look like without uh, Herm Edwards at the helm, I am not going to touch this with a 10 foot pole. Cause I have no idea what to expect. Did uh, yeah. It, 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 uh, two things real quick. One it, to your point about changing things up. It felt like Herm's body language, which rubs off on players. And, and I'm not a big mm-hmm. like – there's a lot of things I think in sports that we make narratives about because that's just built into human psychology. I mean this is well-established. Uh, you look at the negativity bias, right, is a well-established trend of how things work out. But, it, 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 you know, when you have a coach who it seems like something goes wrong and he just gets frustrated and just shuts in, throws in the, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And is just disgusted with his team. I mean, the players are feeding off of this. Like I said, there's a lot of sports narratives I don't buy into, but I think I, I definitely buy into a, it looks like my coach doesn't believe in us. Right. And he's disgusted with us. And, and that matters in a sport like football more more than baseball, baseball, you know, being an individual sport, you got to go out there and you got to do your thing. And it doesn't really matter what the other guys in the field are doing. Cause it's, again, it's really an individual sport. Football, though, I mean, that the effort matters there. And when you got a coach who acts the way Herm did, I, I just can't – I mean, losing him helps Arizona State right off the right. bat right there. Yeah. yeah. Second thing, aside from all that that I wanted to say is, did you see the tweet from Eastern Michigan that they put out where they the, – You, you the play to win the game. Team, yeah. yeah. I yeah. did, I well did see that one. Yeah, well, well, well done, done, Eastern Michigan. Yeah, these, these well social done. media people really do not make enough money. They really don't. Uh, but I mean, hey, you were uh, all over Eastern Michigan. Uh, yeah. I think you've been. Uh, I don't. I don't think you're going to get any more value on them this year. I think people kind of realize, like, you yep. know, they're not good, those, but they're not. They're not. Those, they're not terrible those, either. Those days are gone. We got to hope for the overs now. They were a pretty good over team last year, so we'll see. I have to see if that sticks around. But yeah, as far as the spreads, no, that that's done. Yeah. Uh, yet another situation, like we talked about early on, it's like if you can recognize something, whether it's the model, whether it's you picking it up, you got to kind of capitalize yeah. before the market. Yeah 
realizes it and uh yep. like you said maybe maybe done with eastern michigan being able to capitalize on them being a decent team yep 10 30 eastern stanford at washington um a washington team that who boy uh looked fantastic uh this weekend against michigan state props to them yeah uh i don't know what else to say other than just you know yeah. We thought Michigan State should be favored, and we were dead wrong on that. I mean, yeah. I, I, yeah. the model, me, me and the model got most things, more things right than wrong, dead wrong on that one. Uh, yeah. Again, I think it's kind of like the Oregon BYU thing. Uh, a little bit of that was Michigan State, maybe not quite as good as the model was giving credit for. I said from the beginning, I think I was a little bit low on Washington. I just thought the difference was so big that it couldn't have been missing by that much. Yeah, um, maybe that was wrong at, at this point. The the model. I don't know if it's a full believer in Washington yet, uh, but I am. <laughs> uh, model yeah. model ranks Washington 28th, and I still think that's that's potentially too low uh, given uh, what we saw from Washington. Again, their offense much improved, uh, uh, massively improved from how bad yeah. it was last year. Yeah. Model says this should be Washington minus 14.3. So model says it's okay to lay 14. I'm going to lay 12 with an A-grade pick. Most likely outcomes here are 13 and 14. And again, if the model's low on Washington, then maybe the spread should be 16 and a half, 17 rather mm, than 14 mm-hmm. and a half. So I, I'm all over Washington. I don't think Stanford's very good. I faded them pretty heavily against USC. I think it's kind of a similar situation here. I think Washington can beat up on Stanford just like USC did. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you got? Would USC have beaten up on Stanford without the four turnovers? That's kind of where I get hung up on this because Stanford lost to USC by 13, but Stanford just constantly shot themselves in the foot with turnovers. They had, you know, over 450 yards in that game. They, they moved the ball really well. Um, they just, you know, but, but how much of that Stanford moving the ball was USC just playing prevent defense, trying yeah. things out saying we're yeah. up by 35. We don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that, that's definitely true. Um, cause, cause the mo- the model disrespects Stanford a little bit here and doesn't really take a lot of that into account because it's kind of de-weighting those possessions saying, I'm not going to give Stanford too much credit for a touchdown drive when you're down 35, because we know the yeah, other team yeah. may not really be trying. So yeah, it, it, that's true. we can't be, I mean, maybe you manually code in if you think the team's trying and when the starters come out, but it also just kind of algorithmically just says, Hey, you're up by 35. You give up a touchdown doesn't really mean much. Yeah. See, this the, people. This is where I tell you: just follow what the model model says, which which says that there is value on, on on Washington, and I just can't quite get there myself yet. Not that I don't think Washington is good. I do think Washington is good, but I'm I'm just I'm not quite sure what I I make of Stanford. Maybe that's just me wanting to hold on to to any um, you know any anything at all that Stanford may not just be a complete pushover in, in, in the the Pac-12 North now or whatever is going to be when USC and UCLA leave uh because I you know I just I thought they played pretty well against USC minus the turnovers and if they play that same way against Washington I just I just think it's more like a 10 point game or a 7 point game and, and not necessarily a 14 point game so um yeah I'm sure this will be a case of I told you so and should have followed the model, but you know, that's fine. I'll open myself up to that criticism. Like I said, I, I, I love the 12 here. I, I love 12 yeah, and a half yeah, as well. Yeah, that's true. That's uh, true. Laying 14, I would lay 14 with Washington, but it would not be an A grade play. It would just be a, I think the model might still be low on Washington. I think they could win by 14, 17, that sort of thing. But at 12 being on the right side of 13 and 14, backdoor is obviously a possibility as well. We know Stanford's going to keep trying and fighting until the end. Um, so, 
you can't, you know, if Washington's up 17 late, obviously we're, we're holding our, we're holding our breath, but yeah. uh, I, I, I'm okay. Laying to 12. I think they're just a much better team than Stanford. I'm with you. It's fun when Stanford's good, but yeah. I just, I don't think the Stanford team is very good. And I think Washington yeah. is pretty solid. Uh, last one here for this episode, 1030 Eastern Western Michigan at San Jose State. San Jose State um, covering against Auburn. We were on them yeah. there. And like I said, I, that had more to do with Auburn not being very good. Had an A-grade play against Auburn <laughs> a kid last week with Penn State. Yeah. Yeah. That one was pretty easy. Again, I'm telling you, it was, it was Auburn just not very good, right? It's not yeah. about San Jose State. Uh, I'm on Western Michigan plus four and a half. It's an A-grade play. You win on the two most common outcomes of this game, which is three and four. Should be a tight, relatively low scoring for college football game, total of 51 yeah. and a half. I don't know what happens, but give me four and a half all day, every day. It's an A-grade pick. Um, both of these teams are bad. Model says Western Michigan's 104, San Jose State 105. Why am I getting four and a half points? Two matchups we talked about today where the where back-to-back rated teams are playing each other, and oh. the spreads are giving the home team respect as if they're a lot better, and the model doesn't really think they are. I don't think either one of these teams is very good, so give me four and a half points. I so I I think the right team is favored here. I I think that San Jose, San Jose State is is the slightly better team. The problem is there is no way that this, in my opinion, this spread should be more than three points either way yep. because this feels like the game that you find on Fox Sports Two or some FS Two or something at like one a.m. and you're like, wow, this is a really tight game. I can't believe that I'm still getting to watch football at this time of night. I think this game is going to be uh, close. I like I said, I don't think there should be very many points. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, uh, but I. I think San Jose State is the better team. I, I like Cordero, the quarterback that they brought in from Hawaii. Um, I think Hawaii misses him too. Uh, but it's just <laughs> fair. Yeah, but it's just that I don't think that either team should be favored by more than three points in, in this spot. So I, I'm staying away. I think this is going to be a close game. Yeah. Uh, this game is going to be on CBS Sports Network. So. I, I, I picked idea. the wrong. I picked the yeah. I picked the wrong secondary uh, one. I, I'm sorry. I, I failed you, viewer. Yeah, but I with you. It should be a good game. Uh, model says it should be San Jose State minus two. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm with it's San Jose State minus two and a half. I'm totally fine with San Jose yeah. State minus three. I'd probably grab the three with Western Michigan, but yeah. I at least am like, okay, that's not crazy. Yeah. Four and a half is crazy. I don't. Yeah. I don't yeah. see why. Uh, again, it should be a tight, low scoring game. We're getting relatively speaking. Who knows what's going to happen? Four and a half points is really too much value. Yep. All righty. That is all of the games we're going to cover in this episode. Again, we'll cover every single game later on in the week. Uh, Cousin Jared, any parting words from you? No parting words. All right. Well, that's all we have for you today. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Picks with the Professor. A reminder to check out the Google Sheet for model picks, projections, and results. You can find that link and more at the website, www.pickswiththeprofessor.com. If you haven't done so yet, please click that subscribe button to ensure all the sports betting content we provide on this channel is dropped right into your feed. We'll see you again later in the week for more college football betting content. And again, six days a week, we've got MLB betting content. As always, best of luck. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money.